0: Becca,
1: Pour Out is a podcast where we pour out some truths, splash with wine, Jesus, and sarcasm. This week, we are talking about panic attacks. Yikes. <laughs> Don't panic.
0: Yeah. Full disclosure, we are not professional counselors, just two friends who love Jesus and want to share some lessons that we've learned in an authentic way. So every week, we always talk about what wine we're drinking each episode. Mm-hmm. I think you're drinking the same one you were last time. No, last time no? I was
1: drinking the strawberry kind. Oh, oh blueberry, there? it's up there.
0: I can't remember. Uh, It's on the counter. Too far away. (laughs) A blueberry blueberry one. one. (laughs) Yeah, and you like it. I do,
1: I do. And I'm also pairing it well with a bowl of uh, macaroni and cheese.
0: Gluten-free rice pasta. Hey. (laughs) Um, I'm not drinking wine. Weird, I know. Um, I actually am drinking some deep Eddie lemonade with um, a sugar-free ginger ale. It's so weird, but for some reason it's what I've been craving. So there we go. All right. So this is a topic that... Olivia and I have both. I mean, like when we started this podcast, we got a note on Apple and we shared it on our iPhone. I can't look at you when I talk because then I lose my train I'm of just thought. So beautiful. <laughs> I lose <laughs> my speechless. train of thought. Um, we have one called podcast topic ideas. And while we were um, talking about what we thought we'd want to talk about, it was literally the third thing we said. We we're like, we have to do a topic on anxiety and panic attacks. So,
1: yeah. Um, well, what do you, you want to start?
0: <laughs> it's one of those topics that you don't really want to talk about. But I
1: feel like, well, most people I know will have a panic attack at some point in their life. Usually it is more um, situational. So, like, if you're going through something hard, then t- they'll kind of start to come out. And then, I mean, I think most people fall into that category, and then some people... I'm like me or d- you, I guess you c- if you want to put yourself in this one you can are just like going to have panic attacks kind of throughout their life um, and it's not it is situational but it's also kind of like genetic and chemical if that makes sense like I got diagnosed with a panic disorder when I was eight I want to say like I, like really young and it just runs in my family um, but and so you don't take medicine for it or anything do you? I do I have, I have on and off I, I was on some medicine when I was a kid um Whenever like going through a lot in my life, I'll, I'm usually on it because it helps me like lower the threshold of having a panic attack. But
0: and can we go ahead and preface that I think this is my biggest pet peeve that anxiety and anxious feelings are not the same thing as panic attack. Mm-mm. I think that's I, I, there are so many people that use the word anxious um, lightly or loosely, like oh this is making me feel anxious, and they kind of think it's more of like a stress thing. Anxiousness and stress is not the same. No. And for different people, it presents itself differently. But um, I had really bad anxiety as a kid. My poor mom has suffered with panic attacks my entire life. I watched her go through them. And I honestly feel like I was so rude when she was having one. I was like, oh, my gosh, come on. You'll be fine. Like, yeah. you're not going to throw up. And I was completely unaware of how serious it was. It's basically
1: um, like telling somebody, like, who's hypoglycemic or, like, who has low blood sugar to be like, hey, why you, like, quit? Just – just make your blood sugar go up. Like yeah. why are you acting like that?
0: And guys, she's a doctor. So we should probably listen to her. This is the house of learned doctors. We're going to say that every time. <laughs> um, and everyone, I think that's, what's crazy is I, I always dealt with anxiety and like many panic attacks. Like I was terrified of, um, since I had that little stomach disease, heartburn, whatever, I was so scared. I was going to throw up in front of people. Mm-hmm. So when I would get nauseous, I would immediately panic and like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. And I'd yeah. get a knot in my throat. Um, but, it started to go away. Um, I didn't really deal with that once I got my heartburn stuff fixed. Yeah. And it wasn't until I moved to Knoxville two years ago that I was completely, like, generalized anxiety disorder. Hardcore mm-hmm. panic attacks, anxious, couldn't leave the house, sitting, you know, in the shower crying, like, feeling like I couldn't do it anymore. So I mean, I think that,
1: that brings us to a good point of, like, panic attacks, they can be different for different people. So, and a lot of times when you start having it, most people don't know that's what it is. Like, it genuinely feels like sometimes a heart attack. I mean, you, like, you don't know. But, so for you, what does it
0: feel like? You know, it's weird because all I've had, diff- like, none of mine present the same. Mm. Um, the first panic attack I ever had on, I mean, I when I say full-on panic attack, I had no idea what was happening. Um, I was actually at John Pitterd when I was in Murfreesboro teaching, and I, actually, I think that I'd had too much pre-workout that morning. Mm. And all of a sudden, my chest tightened. I fell over. I thought I was, like, literally going to pass out. And I was walking into the room. And I actually was not anxious at all. Like, all of a sudden, I just couldn't breathe. My blood pressure, my heart, whatever. And they tried to call an ambulance. And my dad took me. And that's when they diagnosed me with um, bronchial anxiety, which is when I get anxious, my the breathing tubes close. Um, I didn't really deal. It never happened again after that. So I was like, hmm. And then when I moved to Knoxville, Ty um, went to California, and I was alone in the apartment, knew nobody in Knoxville, by myself, parents two and a half hours away, and all, I like, I remember I was moving my room around, and I was like, oh, my room looks so good, and then all of a sudden, my feet got hot, and my shins got hot, and my knees, like, I, it was like a flood of heat that started at my feet, and all of a sudden, I I thought I was going to have to drive myself to the emergency room, but... I wanted to like run and escape mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe and I was nauseous and I was sweating. I li- when I say freaked out, I'm talking, I was like uh, clawing. That's my bad thing. I like claw at my mm. forearms because I was like, am I feeling? Am I alive? Is this like a dream? What is happening? Um, and after having one, I was terrified it was going to happen again. So yeah. actually the next day I had one that lasted about six hours, oh, did not gosh. go away. Did not go away, and I was like, okay, this is it. I've got to.
1: And at that point, you were kind of new to him, so you didn't really know how to. I had no idea. Deal with it.
0: No idea. mm And terrifying. I felt crazy. When I say I thought that I was going to have to go admit myself somewhere, I was like, what is happening? Like, I better get this under control, like, before. You feel
1: like you're going crazy. You
0: really do. Your inner monologue is so scary at that point.
1: Well, especially when you don't understand what it is, and you're like, why, like, why is my body – Feeling this way. With my
0: heart's up just thinking about the feeling of one. Also, did you know that not everyone in the world has an inner monologue? I don't know that I believe it that.
1: Like some people are really boring. I was going I don't know that I believe <laughs> that. Have you watched You yet? No. Why <gasps> does everybody want me to watch that stupid show? You have, it's
0: not stupid. It's really okay, it's good. It's not
1: stupid, but it's more like, ter- like I, that just terrifies me. It's like, not
0: what you think it is. Everyone tries to say, oh, he's just, he's not. You'd have to watch it. His inner monologue, it's a though. too
1: close to home. That's <laughs>
0: Eh, I don't know the, You'd be surprised I really liked it But what I'm, the whole point I'm saying is His inner monologue Since they actually voice it over We all think that way Not as crazy as him But like when he, say, see, when he <laughs> sees somebody And he's like Oh that's a nice shirt da, 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 da. I mean it's like a real thought process yeah. But it says some people in the world don't have one I was like just, How do you think about things? Maybe they just don't realize they have one Exactly Or maybe one. they think more
1: in like Emotions instead of words that makes sense, I don't know, Um,
0: my mind's scary, but not like him though,
1: Anyways, back back to our topic, what are yours like, Uh, I think like the best way to describe it, is have you ever seen a a YouTube video of fainting goats, (laughs) (laughs) like, I love fainting goats, like, honestly what it reminds me of, but like, if I were a goat, like, I I would be like, like, um, Something like maybe I like dropped on my head as a baby goat or something because I would just be like fainting for no reason. You faint? No, but like that's what it.
0: Oh, <laughs> like. I thought okay. Buzz. <laughs> like right. I
1: just like get like that sense of impending doom. Out of, oh yeah. Out of nowhere. Like a freeze. You freeze. Yeah. Like fight, like fight flight, or I had, freeze. Like, I literally just reason like my whole body. Like I feel like I just need to start. Like I just need to run. Mm-hmm. And it could be like a, like no, I can't. Sometimes you can. You can or like I can pinpoint a reason of like okay I'm having a lot of stress in my life and I know that when I'm stressed it it makes me more susceptible to panic attacks but sometimes like I genuinely cannot put a like put a reason to it I'm just like well and that's the
0: whole point you're not supposed to panic has no reason or rhyme mm-hmm. like there are times like Ty bless his heart y'all Ty is like the most amazing person ever but he is so calm nothing stresses that kid and so he'll look at me I never let people see my panic though I know that sounds weird but it's like. Kind of one of my panic things is I don't want to ruin a moment with my panic. Mm-hmm. So, like, if we're out to dinner with friends, I'll like leave the table or whatever. So, I think Ty actually saw the, the my panic attacks go in phases where I'll have one, and then when I come down from one, I usually cry, like mm. by myself. Like, I'm so worked up that I let myself get like that. Like, I couldn't stop it. He looked at me and he was like, But why are you panicking? You have nothing to worry about. Like, Which what's is a going on? And response, I was like, But. I was like, I know, I think that's why I stress, because here I am sitting on the couch watching a movie and having a glass mm-hmm. of wine, and yet it hits you, it doesn't, it, there, it does not matter if you're in the happiest moment of your life, it can hit you.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good thing that we have, you know, like that we have panic attacks, because you know, in the olden days. That's like, what saves you. Yeah, if you were in the woods and a bear came across you, like, because what happens is your body dumps out all of these, like, adrenaline mm-hmm. and things that make your body a, better able to fight and run, but.
0: But at that point, it's trying to fight itself, you know, like,
1: and it's like something in your brain is like, oops, accidentally dumped out all this chemical. Sorry. Like, I don't know. It just, but I mean, I guess kind of maybe switching gears as to like what we've learned about him and like any tips we have for handling him. I know for me, like kind of more so like just in general, I've noticed that if I start to panic attacks is kind of like a check engine light in my car like if I start having panic attacks it's usually my body's way of saying like hey like you're stressed about something and you're not dealing with it so I mean I, I, I firmly believe like if you have something going on in your life if you're grieving something or anger or just stressed about something but you're not acknowledging it if you're just kind of like it's like oh like putting it in the corner of your mind like well I'm just I just don't want to think about that right now like your body will internalize that and will Process it on its own and it comes out, at least like for me, it really comes out in like panic attacks. So, you know, I would say like if you're out there and you're, you know, you're having panic attacks, I would maybe take a second pause, like journal, pray, do something to get in touch with yourself and say like, okay, is there something I need to address that I haven't been? And that's
0: I think the biggest thing besides that, I mean, besides obviously praying, I mean, that's the number one thing you can do there. uh, I'll be honest, during the midst of mine, that was not something I could do. I could not immediately hit my knees and start praying because I could not physically. No, not it. Well, and that's the thing is for me, well, there are a lot of things, especially now. Gosh, I mean, it's been, I've lived here two years now and knock on wood. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a panic attack since, man, I really haven't had one probably. The last one I had was that time I told you in the car, yeah, in the parking garage, and that still wasn't as bad as they mm-hmm. have been, um, is to, number one, realize that you're not crazy. And that once you rationalize that, okay, I'm having panic attacks, mm-hmm. um, to get help. And that can be a lot of different things. First of all, just seeking out a friend or um, do not get on WebMD and everything and start looking up your <laughs> symptoms. Um, but there's also the Calm app, which mm-hmm. has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. I know it's so weird, but um, but I actually Googled a therapist. And I was looking for a therapist that was God-centered, wanted someone that could speak some truth. Mm-hmm. And kind of put this in perspective but to just not you know to realize that you're not crazy like you are going to get through this and i i really felt so awful that i moved to knoxville and then i became this anxious crazy person and here ty is after dating me for four years and he's like what in the world you know and i'm like this isn't me and he knows that And he was so good but just meeting people and talking to like my therapist and meeting people that have it have you know has helped um
1: like talking about it is is big because a lot of people will have it and they haven't said anything but like if you say something they're like oh yeah me too and like that's
0: yeah and that's where I want to move after this is as somebody who doesn't have panic attacks, what mm-hmm. to say and what not to say. And
1: I think, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and you have panic attacks, like one thing I, I really want you to know is that it doesn't mean that you're weak or, or that you're like, you're like emotionally weak or mentally weak. Like that's not at all what it means. It's just like, that's how your body is, is wired to handle stress. I mean, whether it's genetically, you know, or w- whatever, like that's how it is. And, um, however though when you once you do realize like that that's how your body is responding at that point it is your responsibility to do what's best for you in the sense of like learning a like how to handle them and be like to try and put the work in and figure out what's underneath
0: i was that. gonna say find your triggers yeah it, and it takes a while because there were time the very beginning i had no idea what was triggering it because i was yeah. i mean i was drinking a bud light in my room <laughs> sitting on the floor like like folding clothes i was so happy and then boom, yeah. and it was like this impending doom. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in Knoxville, I'm by myself, my family's away. What if this happened? Mm-hmm. I have no one here, and um, it's weird because it's always a lot of people think it's just the what ifs. Like, it's not always my brain mm-hmm. that causes it. Like, I can literally be sitting in a room, and all of a sudden, my body does that. Yeah. And um, there are two things. A lot of people say to ground yourself. I used to think that that was a crock of you know what. I was like, don't tell me to ground myself right now. Like. I'm in the midst of like, you don't know, you don't understand. But now that I understand what that means, I'm like, oh, so like one of the the thing that the therapist told me that helped the most was the, um, the fours, the four corners. So I I would do like, um, the minute I know that it's happening, she goes immediately call out what four things you can see. So I'd be like, Mm -hmm. okay, lamp, uh, lava lamp. Books and MacBook, and then what four things can you feel? So what four things am I feeling? Okay. okay, I'm feeling my fingers. I feel this blanket on my feet. I feel my sweatpants, and I feel my back hurting. Um, <laughs> what four things do you smell? Um, wait. So what sense? Not taste. It's not taste. I can't remember. See, wait. See, smell, touch, hear. Okay. What four things can you hear? So when I did that, it, so panic attacks the heightened state normally lasts like 75 to 90 seconds big time but during those times to get through that Mm -hmm. and kind of get your brain off it when you do those four things and so I've started doing that with some of my students like when my I have some students that get so anxious Mm -hmm. and it breaks my heart so I'll be like okay what are your four favorite animals what are your four favorite colors and it's really just realizing like you push your feet into the ground and as you're doing that you start realizing okay I'm here I'm not dying um it's just it's it's easier said than done, but it takes a lot of practice and um, also exposure therapy. Like I took mm-hmm. a you know this I took away all my triggers. Mm-hmm. I stopped driving in certain traffic at certain times of day because standstill traffic was making me literally freak out like claustrophobia in my car. Um, so I stopped doing all that and I got put on medicine, which I was so against medicine. Mm-hmm. I was so against it because I was like, oh, I should do this by myself. And y'all, God. Invented the science and the medicines and all of this for a reason. You're and not a bad
1: Christian if you require like if a you seek help at all. or you know what I mean.
0: It helps, yeah. like, and I'm I'm literally a walking example of the fact that I've been on medicine for two years and I'm just now like lowering it, mm-hmm. and I, f- I really feel good. And even
1: if you didn't lower it, that's oh
0: okay. yeah, and it's okay. But I've I've just noticed that I'm even when I get a little anxious or panicky, like I'll immediately feel that little like warmth and tingle. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away. Like I've kind of, I wouldn't say mastered it, but like, I just know my triggers, but I've added them back in. Mm-hmm. So I, I drive now I'm, you know, yeah. I'm stuck in traffic and I just, I try to just rewire my yeah. brain to think about other things, but I pray. That's the thing I am at now is the minute I start to feel something. I don't pray about, Oh, please stop it. I pray about things going on like as silly as it sounds like I started praying about the Kobe thing like just you know his wife and his babies and all that and it just it took my mind off it and I wasn't thinking about myself yeah you know
1: I mean I think I my therapist never called it the four corners but it's pretty much the same thing like you know one of my main two tips I guess would be is just you run through like your different senses and it really grounds yourself and it like brings you back into that moment and like the reality of what is because a lot of panic is on things that really aren't and so it kind of brings you back to that um and then another thing is I'm so I was in I'm from New England originally so I one time was in a pretty um pretty bad scary car wreck because I was driving um, to school and I hit a, a patch of black ice and I got in a it was just ugh, just, <laughs> it just stresses me out to think about it. But um, for like the next year or two, I couldn't drive on the highway because every time I did, like, it made, it gave me such bad panic attacks. It it was just it was not good. Um, but one thing, one advice that my um, counselor at the time told me is that to you can switch your um, your brain kind of out of that fight or flight and into more of it's. So you can go from like a sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic is what handles like your digestion and you know, things that are like not acute. Whereas a sympathetic is what gets triggered when you're in flight or flight. So you can kind of trick your body into going back into that parasympathetic pathway by taking a like big deep breath and holding it for 10 seconds and then exhaling. um, Because when you're in a fight or flight, you naturally your um, respiration rate will increase so it, it switches it back so uh, like whenever i was driving i would breathe that way and then you can even also take sips of water because drinking um switches your body back into a parasympathetic pathway which lowers down your anxiety and actually can shut, shut off the anxiety so those would be some of my tricks too but
0: so yeah. <coughs> sorry <laughs> It, I mean, it honestly freaks me out to even talk about it because it's just... You, you, you,
1: it's almost like an element of PTSD. It's, it really is.
0: I mean, there are, there are times that, I mean, especially as a kid, but just lately that it's happened that it has ruined a moment or, you know, I'm sitting enjoying dinner and I get so mad at myself. Like, I wrote a blog post about it. Um, I think I put it up there. Yeah, I did put it. It's um, uh, Anxiety is yeah. not what you think it is. There was a time was I was really sitting good. on the patio... Ty was across from me. I had just gotten my favorite cocktail, which is a mule. Um, we were ordering appetizers. It was beautiful. I was. It was literally like a Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. like no better feeling. And it happened. And I was sitting right there. And, I mean, I was sitting there. I was looking at him. I got hot. My knees started. I mean, everything ached. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was like, I've got to get out. I've got to get out. Mm-hmm. And on the inside, have you ever seen Twilight? Yeah. The one where Bella turns into a vampire? <laughs> The scene where, like, inside her body she's screaming and, like, everything is so. painful. That's, like, how I always try to describe it is, like, I'm literally feel like I'm dying on the inside. Like but you would never know it by looking at me. There's
1: no connection between what's happening around you and what's, what you're feeling on the inside. Like, you can't.
0: Yeah. So, like, Ty could look at me and just think I'm, he just thinks I'm reading the menu and I'm quiet. Yeah. But I'm just, like, you know, I'm just literally panicked. Mm-hmm. Um and I just beat myself up because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting a, a beautiful day. There's nothing wrong, Becca. Like I would beat myself up about yeah. it. Um, so I think the biggest thing that I want to talk about is as a friend or of like a rel- anybody, I mean anything. Anything. Like yeah. What you can do for somebody that's panicking, um, either in the middle a of a panic. Oh, everything. Either in the either in the middle of a panic attack or through it. I have an amazing tribe, and we've talked about this. I've got people that I can literally text mid-panic attack be like, oh, speak some truth, talk to me, pray for me, whatever. Um, but there are some things that have not helped.
1: Yeah, so the things that you know, we would recommend you don't do if somebody you love or care about is having a panic attack.
0: Number one, please don't say just relax.
1: Even if you mean well, that is terrible advice. That <laughs> is like
0: Or it's all going to work out. Like, like if you had a if you had a friend
1: who was having a stroke or a family member who was having a stroke, would you go to the ER and be like, All right, Nana, I'm gonna need you just to like just relax and like stop having a stroke, please. Like that's or like how that works.
0: When people say like, Oh yeah, I know how you're feeling but Um, you know, just relax, you'll be fine, it's all in your head, just remember that, and I'm like, well, as much as anxiety is in your head, panic attacks bring on physical symptoms, whether it's brought on by my mental state or not, I'm physically experiencing this at this point, and I'm too far gone for you to tell me to relax at this point, yeah, you know, the last one that I cannot stand is, um, uh, where is it, I was, I wrote it, down. there are people with bigger problems than you, like, you don't have that you know like you're fine you have a great life. So what do you
1: Somebody you? say that.
0: Oh, it's happened. Where oh it's like you, you just have to your life is fine like there are things way worse that could be happening at this point. You shouldn't be that stressed duh, 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 duh. and mm. I'm like okay.
1: Is that like is that the worst advice you think you've gotten when you've had a panic attack?
0: Do you want me to be honest with you? Some of my panic attacks I feel like I've blacked out and I don't even remember. Mm. Um no, I mean, I just it's it's a part of my anxiety is the fact that people don't understand it. And that people will straight up be like, "Oh, it's all in your head. You'll be fine. You'll get through it. Just breathe." And I'm like, I think it's just that they're not. It's not as sympathetic. Like, you wouldn't look at somebody with cancer and say, "Oh, you're fine. Don't worry. You're gonna get. You know. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine." Like, it. It's physical at this point. Even
1: if you've never had a panic attack, like, please, you know, somebody you like care about is opening up to you that they're having one, like don't dismiss it just because you've never had one even if you don't think like it's real like it's very real um I mean there's like a neurochemical like there's I mean there's so much actual there is a lot of like real things happening in their body
0: yeah I mean and I have like a, a what to say yeah um one of my friends Liz did she's um text me I can't remember we were in a conversation I don't know if she asked me I started having a panic attack during a text and she goes, uh, tell me what you need Mm -hmm. or tell me what you need right now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just want to be able to say, okay, can you get my mind off it? Can you walk? Like sometimes I physically want someone to be like, okay, tell me how I can help you. You know, tell me what I can do. And it may be be nothing, Mm -hmm. but it's more of the offer like, tell me what you need. How can I help? Um, And then um, I'm trying to remember. That's not, that wasn't one of them. I mean, Um, I
1: think for me, like, What i've noticed with myself and if i've had friends who like will call me in the middle of a panic attack like i think the best thing you can do is first off number one just remind them that you love them and that you care about them because sometimes when you're having a panic attack you almost feel like there's just something wrong with you and so to have that reassurance is really nice and then also in that moment don't it's not really it's not the right time to be like what's stressing you out or trying to find what's underneath it all just like just trying to help them maybe through that moment um, and the best way to do that is, like, basically kind of what Becca had said is, like, the four corners. So you know, if you're on the phone with them, then you can might be say, okay, like, tell me what you're looking at right now. Tell me what you're feeling right now. And just, like, kind of bringing them through that prompt really helps to kind of ground them back. And um, that would be my, my advice. Well, that was
0: me when I left your house not too long ago. I wasn't, like, panicky, mm-hmm. but I was like – Oh, no, I texted you. Ty was yeah. driving, and I was like, oh, gosh, I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. Text me and distract me. Yeah. Sometimes it just helps if I can catch it in enough time, if you can if you can really truly get my mind off it. Yeah. Um, I think there was one time everybody means well, and that's the thing. I don't think anybody in the world out there tries to either dumb it down completely or just you know Make brush it, it off. I don't <laughs> think anybody wants that. I'm no. just trying to be helpful because I want to be helpful to people as well because I feel like I'm honestly – not great at helping other people mm. during them well, because what I do want to say is, Oh, I've been through this. You'll be okay. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Cause I have been through it and I know that Which I've I made mean, it through. True. They will be okay. Yeah. But, I, but I've made it through a hundred percent of my panic attacks and I, I think that I'm going to help. Yeah. Um, so I just, I, I'm just trying to be helpful all around on, f- you know, speaking it out. What, you know, yeah. what can be helpful and whatnot. So, yeah. So that wasn't as much a God related podcast as, life. <laughs> um, I am going to tie it to this weekend on, um, at church. We listened to Jeremy Foster. I'm obsessed with him. Like I want to meet him like yesterday. <laughs> um, he was talking about when people say God would never give you more than you can handle. And that's crap. Yeah, That's not true at all. Like you are going to have things that you can't handle, but it's so that you will rely on him. Mm-hmm. Like if, if he never gave you anything that made you crumble, or yeah. think you know what I mean like when he said that he was like don't tell people y- you know God would never give you something you couldn't handle or he gives his toughest soldiers the biggest battles like that's not always true yeah. he's going to give you some, you know this thing is happening for a reason it's so you will turn to him and I can tell you right now wholeheartedly I am 110 percent closer to God than I was when I moved to Knoxville 110
1: yeah huh.
0: I mean there's no other way to be besides pray like Please help me get through this. I know that, you know, I know that you're there. And um, yeah. so our book recommendation, which we both have a lot of books, and I have a lot of books on anxiety, but um, Max Lucado, The Anxious for Nothing, if you haven't read that. it's yeah, a good one. It's called Finding Calm in a Chaotic World. Um, I, there was a bunch of things that I highlighted, but for some reason this kind of popped out it says since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your god your words were already heard i mean wow yeah you know that hits. it does hit it does hit peace happens when people pray boom mm-hmm. so oh look anxiety is needless because god is near
1: yeah.
0: except anxiety happens
1: you know I mean also I think it's important like just you're not a to kind of reemphasize you're not a bad Christian or you're like you don't it's not that you don't have faith in God if you're anxious or if you're having panic attacks because you know sometimes you're just going to anyways and you shouldn't necessarily feel guilty about it sorry
0: no, I didn't drop my phone though I just was thinking that but yeah I actually was thinking about that okay, okay. truth of the week no, I, was I, just n- I know you're <laughs> gonna say truth of the week and I was gonna say it's the time I hate the most okay.
1: Uh. I mean, we've been gone for like two months, which... Oh yeah,
0: we didn't even say, hi guys, welcome, welcome back. back, we've missed you. <laughs> it's been so crazy since Christmas. And then yeah. we've both been sick, and then she has Jerry every other week, and it's also been like, it's just, it's just, tough.
1: Yeah, and I've been working a lot extra, so... W- that is we're, true. We're gonna be more consistent. We're gonna so do two podcasts a day. Bear with us. Yeah, two podcasts a day.
0: And then we're Pop- gonna release them. What is this? What is this? Two podcasts. Popcast, what?
1: what? am I thinking of? pock? oh, Tupac. That's Tupac. what
0: Okay, give me your Anyways. truth of the week while uh, I think about mine for 10 minutes.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm, uh, I was hoping you would go first. Nope. I gotta think of one. Nope, okay.
0: I'm putting you on the spot like you do me.
1: Oh, Lordy. Um, truth of
0: the week. I hate this part.
1: Well, this is like, I guess this could actually kind of be like, like a whole episode, but just. I mean, one thing that's been, I've been kind of struggling with this week is like, I don't remember where I originally saw it, but just pretty much that, like you can't feed your soul through the flesh. So you can't feed the desires of your soul with fleshly desires, flesh, fleshly, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, when you said you can't feed.
1: Of the week. Oh gosh, Becca this is your turn. Mine, mine went derailed. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Well, I don't know, because I'm busy. As you're over here talking that, I'm over here, and there was a, there was a meme on Instagram, and it says Mondays for teachers, and it shows um, the Nashville News, and it zooms in, and he's holding his coffee cup upside down because there's nothing in it, and I'm just crying. Um, I don't know what she wants me to say other than okay, I didn't it's. Mean- flu season please don't send your children to school if they are complaining of throat pain or their cough is horrendous or they're sneezing because they're probably getting the flu and then we had 53 children out of our school and like the other day we had a teacher that had nine out and I totally look I'm not a mom so I understand there are times where your kid is not too sick you know like to go to school but it's like
1: like in the midst of flu season
0: but like I have Kid, like we've had kids that are like sitting in class with a one on one fever, and it's like, oh, go home. Yeah. So flu season, take care of yourself. Take your elderberry. Take your zinc. Don't cough on people. Okay. Wash your hands.
1: I also like. I really didn't expect the podcast to go here, but I just. I also want to share a funny story. Oh <laughs> so, <God. laughs> I have a friend. We well, we both have a friend who is not from this country, and whose who English is not their first language. And we were driving down the road. And you know how they have like sex shops um or not like sex toy shops not actual. I guys <laughs> <laughs> like stop talking right now. Um <laughs> well they had a big billboard for flashlights and she had no idea I she, was, know. Yeah, she was yeah oh, she's like what like so she's like what is this it? translation what does this translate to and i was like um <laughs> I was like i don't even know how to how, to explain how do you Anyways, but
0: just tell her the United States of America is is twisted. Yeah. So sh- I think, is that it? we do it? Like, yeah, I'm okay. Not, I'm not doing okay. I'm not doing another truth of the because I never know what you want to say other than um, Well we're we we have to do our um uh, goodbye. Oh goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> so long farewell until we meet again. mm <laughs>